Ah, good morning, sir. Um, do you have a copy of Leather Granny's Monthly? Certainly, sir. Just on the top shelf. And what about, uh, Goat Enthusiast Quarterly? Of course, sir. Just by the sugar lumps over there. And, um, can I have a copy of, uh, Wow Magazine? Look, mate, this is a respectable shop, and we don't want your sort in here. Get out! Hello, it's Matt. And Gavin. From the Britpop Movies of a Certain Age podcast. And we're here in the sleazy end of 50s Soho to have a look at an early slasher movie straight from the butchers. Films, that is. 1959's The Cover Girl Killer. A serial killer plays a dangerous game of cat and mouse with the police and an archaeologist whilst systematically murdering the cover girls of racy WOW magazine and arranging them in tableau. I know. The film, released in 1959, predates both Psycho and Peeping Tom by a year and treads, admittedly relatively lightly, around the same subject matter. It would probably now be forgotten were it not for a fine central performance from Harry H. Corbett. As our leading exponent of the method acting style, he was dubbed the British Brando and won acclaim as a stage actor early in his career. But in 1962, he appeared on television for a one-off Galton and Simpson playhouse called The Offer. This was successful enough for Galton and Simpson to be asked to turn it into a series which they called Steptoe and Son. This was so popular that it ran for eight series, ending in 1974. Although Steptoe did showcase some of Corbett's ability, he became horribly shackled and hamstrung by the typecasting that inevitably followed. The first half of the 60s saw Corbett as a beleaguered dad in both Some People and What a Crazy World We're Living In. Younger roles such as his excellent, sensitive, rounded performance in Rattle of a Simple Man, the ambiguous Lothario in The Bargee. And of course his wonderful Inspector Bung when depping for Sid James in Carry, Carry On Screaming. Screaming! But by the mid-70s, the meaty dramatic roles had dried up and his early death in 1982 ensured that he never realised the huge talent he hinted at in the late 50s and early 60s. In this film, he stands head and shoulders above the rest of the cast, gives a genuinely creepy, chilling but nuanced and studied performance as the titular killer, credited in the titles merely as The Man. Here, he plays a complicated, even sophisticated character, masquerading as a pebble-spectacled, toupee-wearing dirty Mac, leering at a non-stop Follies marquee. He's a righteous serial killer, bent on curbing humanity's smutty ways, but in a telling scene, he cannot resist engaging directly with the police in a manner comparable to Jack the Ripper, who is at one point referenced. Though quite what the then 34-year-old Corbett thought of being constantly referred to as middle-aged is anyone's guess. He's not the only good thing about the film, however. At the helm of the movie is Terry Bishop, prolific TV writer and director... And while his direction here is limited, betraying his TV roots, his script is surprisingly sharp. It's full of acid comments on the illiteracy of cheesecake magazine readers and, by association, viewers of films with sensationalist titles like The Cover Girl Killer. The assistant director of the film was the up-and-coming Peter Yates, having just worked in that capacity on the same year's serious charge before going on to a notable directorial career, helming such features as Summer Holiday, Bullet, the dresser and recent talking pictures favourite, the friends of Eddie Coyle. There is a better, more comprehensive film under the skin here. If this had been made with more ambition a few years later, who knows what might have been. This has low budget written in every frame, but rises above it and its rather implausible plot to deliver a tightly controlled, decently acted little thriller that's well worth an hour of your time. 
And it's showing only on Talking Pictures TV on Friday the 28th of August at that X-rated hour, 8.45am. Until next time, from the Britpop Movies of a Certain Age podcast, I've been Matt Bragg. And I'm still Gavin Lazarus. Yeah, they shouldn't allow encores, you know. Once you've seen it, you've seen it.